And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode 254. God, I hope that's right. I don't know if it is. <laughs> 254 of uh, the Figure Podcast, he was comedy, or what's it called? Uh, the Constitution. <laughs> Last week, we had an episode that is 253. This week, 254. Next week, God willing, 255. <laughs> Welcome in. Just turn 1111, make a wish. And the story mentions March 11th, so make a wish. <laughs> Here we are. I don't know what we're talking about. What's been going on? I've just been listening to, uh, the, in fact, today, Friday, The Weeknd released a new live album of his latest concert series. Uh, this one is uh, recorded at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, City of Angels. It's, it's a great hour and a half album of songs I've heard live. I went to that show. I went to the show when he was here in Atlanta. It was fantastic. I enjoyed my time and... This is just bringing back memories. Uh, it's great to hear a live version of songs and how different they can be, and, uh, and 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 how and how you can just listen to these songs and and uh, and hear, you know, different intonations. I love it. It was fantastic. I put it on the the Google Home Max over here to my right. Just heard this great bass sound quality. I mean, at least I would, I would call it Grace. Uh, great. <laughs> I call it Grace. If you're wondering, Nova is, she's laying on, let's see, when I get home, I take off my sweatshirt from the gym. I get home from the gym, take off my sweatshirt, put it on a chair, fell, it fell off the chair, uh, along with a sweaty towel that I can I bring my own towels to the gym. And uh, <laughs> I know it's weird. I know it's strange. I don't care. And uh, they fell on the ground, and she's she's been laying on them all morning long. Had to run and get her some uh, cat litter so that I can change her cat litter this weekend. Her, I, I, I put a bag in there. I put a, a, a litter bag in there and I put the litter in there so that it's easier for me to change the litter. Just pour it, just take it out and put it directly into a trash can. To my trash can. And uh, <laughs> this is boring. What else is going on? I got a new phone. I got the S23 Ultra. It's got a stylus. If you're watching the video, you'll see me pull out the stylus. It comes built into the phone. Uh, the reason I got a new phone was there's two there's two main factors into me getting a new phone when I a I, de- I definitely there's like okay I did need it. There's there, my phone was perfectly fine. With the exception, the the battery was great. The screen was just fixed, so it was great. Uh, I had a new, I had a new OtterBox on there. I got for five dollars, which is insane. Had to jump on that deal. Uh, everything about it was perfect, with the exception of my storage was running out. I had maybe twenty gigabytes worth, like worth of oh thirty thirty because I just deleted a bunch of stuff, but thirty gigabytes if I really really pushed it. 30 gigabytes of free memory. And then uh, the cameras. I don't know what was up with my cameras, but if if I record, if you if you saw the last, let's say, 30 news times, which I really hope you don't because they're horrible. But if you watch those, you'll notice the camera is just not good in any of them because 
my the 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 DSLR I use crapped out on me, and uh, uh, the only other camera I have access to was my phone. And now we buy these thousand dollar phones, and you know, you and the and the and the keynotes for iPhones and for Samsungs and for Google and for I mean, basically all every phone maker is hey, you can use this to shoot your videos, to shoot your movies. Uh, Ridley Scott, I believe, was at the uh, the last Samsung Galaxy event where this phone was announced, and. And they showed him, you know, shooting whatever some uh, BS movie that he was making, and, he, and they're like, uh, "I'm using he's I'm using this the Galaxy S23 Ultra, and it's the best thing in the world, and and it's great." Uh, and like to shoot, that's not really Scott sounds. <laughs> I feel so bad because I enjoy his movies. And uh, my biggest problem with those is I I don't if I showed up to a set, and. And uh, it was a it was a movie with like big time actors, and and Ridley Scott and this great director Ridley Scott and a great script you know written by uh, Ava DuVernay name a woman name a woman of color uh, Chloe Zhao and 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 it was and it was something like that you know uh, and then we showed up to set. And the and the camera was an S twenty three Ultra or an iPhone fourteen Pro Max. I would be so pissed. Now the thing is, you can add a lens, like an external lens, onto these phones with like special cases and stuff, and you know, click in like a, a twenty thousand, ten thousand dollar lens. I don't know why I went down a twenty thousand dollar lens, uh, and and that and that is that is a very possible thing. But if I showed up and there wasn't like a black magic camera or like a Sony or something, I would be so pissed. I was like, no, you're paying me more because <laughs> you're crapped out <laughs> and you're, and you, and you bought a, a $1,200 phone. Second reason. So the, so the first was a camera. Second reason was because, uh, I, I do, this is my, this is my theory. You could have got, anyone could have gotten a deal on these phones for half off. If you have Google Fi, which I do have, uh, which is their which is their cell phone service, which uses uh, T-Mobile's and at one point Sprint's, uh, but now it's just T-Mobile. T-Mobile's um, uh, uh, what's it called? Towers. But you pay Google for the service, so on on Google Fi, I got it for six hundred dollars as opposed to twelve hundred of what it would cost. For Verizon, you could have done the same thing. For you know, just go wherever you go, you trade it. But I didn't have to trade in a phone. I just I literally just got it for six hundred dollars. And all I have to do is uh, keep, uh, and it's 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 going to be six hundred dollars over the course of a couple of months. That's six hundred dollars outright. <laughs> Let's keep that in mind. I don't have six hundred dollars on me, but uh, but but it's it's important that you know. I was I, I thought I might as well just jump on this deal. Uh, unfortunately, I jumped on it too late, and I got the uh, the white or what they call cream variant, which is a disgusting name. Uh, and I've and I've only had black phones my entire life. Uh, it's a great. It's look. It's a sexy phone. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, I like the S twenty one Ultra. I thought the S twenty one Ultra was a nice looking phone, even with that camera chin on the back. Oh shoot! Hold on, the stylus came out. <laughs> That's what I'll be worrying about for <laughs> for the entirety of me owning this phone. And that's what's been happening with me. So hopefully, hopefully, the next I have two news times to shoot this week. Hopefully, uh, they will look good. Hopefully, I write them too. <laughs> Let's get off the stories. This comes from Deadline, written by Jill Goldsmith. AMC branded popcorn to debut at Walmart over weekend. CEO touts authentic taste of real movie theater popcorn at home. I really, 
really wanted to talk about this. And I should have saved this for next week because I do have two stories that I moved from this week to next week. Uh, or in regards to the Oscars. But this is a I think this is an excellent move, a smart move for AMC. They should have they should have done this years ago, is move into the retail space uh, besides um, uh, gift cards. And besides, you know, being able to go on AMC doc, amctheaters.com and renting or buying movies at home. Which, which the, th- the thing is, you can buy movies on AMC's app and you can watch movies. You can rent them there and you can watch movies there. Uh, but not like movies that are in theaters. I'm talking about stuff that you can get on iTunes. You can get on uh, Google Play, uh, 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 the rest, Voodoo, the rest, movies anywhere. Um, let's keep naming. Microsoft, Amazon. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's all the Movies Anywhere affiliates uh, or storefronts. But the thing is, who who is who is in this? And this goes. I'm gonna extend this to Redbox as well. Uh, who is going to to the Redbox app? Who's going to AMC Theaters app and and thinking, I gotta buy, you know, let's just name it Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I gotta spend twenty dollars to buy it here digitally. On, a, on an app that cannot connect to any other app. It makes sense to do it on Apple TV. It makes sense to do it on Google Play Movies. It makes sense to do it on Amazon because you can get those literally anywhere. I can go to Xbox. I can go to my phone. I can go to the iPad right in front of me. I can go to the website. But for a lot of, for those other apps, and, and then also if I buy a movie like Puss in Boots, it's available uh, thanks to Movies Anywhere and thanks to Vudu. It's available on pretty much every platform that I have digital movies and I own them, my digital storefronts. It doesn't make sense for someone to, like who are the people that are, like obviously it's enough to where they're still supporting it. Let's get back to AMC theaters selling their selling their wares inside of physical stores. You can buy their popcorn physical the, the excuse me the microwave version for four ninety eight for a six pack five bucks and the ready to eat bags for four dollars each. This like I I love I think AMC popcorn like if I could get uh, let me turn off the thing if I can get uh, uh, AMC popcorn you know a smell like a. <laughs> I have a wax melter. I have a wax melter that's behind the bike over there. If I could get a wax scented AMC popcorn, I made popcorn last night in the air popper, and uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, but I think there's a, there's a magic. There's a magic to AMC's popcorn. And if I ate microwave popcorn, this would definitely be something. Uh, I don't make I don't make microwave popcorn, baby. I'm, that stuff gives you cancer. I make the good kind. I make it on the stove. I put it in a pot. I put the oil. I put five kernels. Wait for it to pop. I put the rest of the kernels. I shake it up a little bit. I let it all pop up. And then I finish it up with some salt and oil. Adam Aaron over there at AMC, he's the CEO, uh, posted a short video. Uh, okay, let's mute that. <laughs> uh, showing how they package up all of the popcorn. Uh, inside for the for the uh, for for whatever they're going to sell uh this is not going to get me to go uh to walmart and buy it uh but i think this is again a good move and i would love to see more continued uh, a more continued press forward for amc to put things out into uh into the physical into the physical realm i'm i'm blanking on what else they could sell i mean they could partner up I mean, obviously, they they already have uh, Coca Cola as a partner, so 
I, I think it would stand to reason that they sell, you know, movie packs that at a, at a Walmart or a Target or or or, or so. Uh, like wouldn't like I I I wouldn't it wouldn't be out of my belief to see a gift basket that has like an AMC movie theaters uh, lovers gift basket, and it's uh, a, it comes with a gift card for AMC, or it doesn't have to come with a gift card, but like it's got Coke, it's got two a box of popcorn, it's got a it's got two things of Coke. Uh, or three things, or however, however much, however coke, however much coke people buy. I don't know how much coke does a cocaine bear get. <laughs> I've yet to see that movie. I will see it next week, uh, which and I also see Creed three next week. I gotta, you gotta wait, you gotta wait a little bit. I can wait, I can wait. I don't want to see movies with people just uh, talking in the theater. Yeah, the movies can be back, but I just don't want to do that. Let's move on to variety. This is written by. Uh, oh, this is a person I've never seen before. Naaman Ramachandran. James Bond novels edited to remove racist content. Now we've seen in recent years, we've seen a change in the, in the, in the, I guess the, I don't want to say media consciousness, but in, in the, in the zeitgeist where we're doing a little bit of revisionist history, uh, and, and thing, and you know, we, we're seeing Confederate flags. Confederate flags. Well, I'm in the South. I definitely see Confederate flags. Uh, there's one in my garage, which I think is. And there's also a. Uh, there's there, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable uh, racist and bigot bigoted things. Uh, even in my my neighborhood of Old Fourth Ward, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Midtown. Where everything is supposed, where everybody, you know, thinks, uh, well, at least the white people, where they think <laughs> that everything is fine, and if they put that, you know, the 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 we don't have hate here or whatever signs in their yards that they're fine, and uh, or if they like, if they think I'm not a hateful person, uh, but you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen, and I'm gonna I bumped it up from a little bit a little bit to a lot. There's a lot of things that are it's just, I mean, even even in my complex that I go, oh, you're not you're not comfortable with. Uh, with me in here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just uh, you know, it's just it's interesting. It's interesting to see, like, like a giant truck with, uh, uh like a Confederate flag, uh, in its um, in the front license plate, or like a sticker, or like a you know, or like I I know particularly someone in in my cluster of apartments. Uh, let's say there's like I don't know. 200 in this building or so or so more or less but but in my cluster of apartments you know how you you look up you have like a new like your phone or your ipad or your computer or whatever just like you connect it to a wi-fi and when you first set it up and you and you see like different wi-fi names around you and some are funny and then some are not and then there's one that says trump one <laughs> which is insane which it was not here two years well, obviously two years ago so they had to have changed their name to uh to that um anyway i reported them to the front office <laughs> any losers and now this is extending over to to books we we're seeing uh what's the dr seuss books being pulled out of print and uh for for i mean just for 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 racist things that were printed in them i'd like and yeah it's it's history but that's what that's what history means. It's in the past. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. <laughs> and and these and the and I and I'll admit when I first saw the uh, editing of James Bond novels, I was like, I thought uh, they shouldn't do that. And then immediately I went, oh well, roll, well, the, Ian Fleming 
you know, wrote these back in a, in a time period where it was okay to say a little bit of, uh, you know, racist things. And, and they were, and they were, they were published in the fifties and the sixties. So it makes sense for them to, for people, for us to go back and, and to edit these, edit these. So, uh, what things that have been replaced, uh, are there are there are a lot of pejorative terms for black people that he used what's the movie oh god what is the movie where hold on i gotta i i love james bond um and there is a movie that i uh like particularly uh i mean i like them all there's there's you know i'll say this uh, besides the the first Casino Royale, which I think I've only seen a couple of seconds of because it's playing on TCM, I I I really like every uh, uh, James Bond movie. I think it might be you. That's not you only live twice. Live and let die. There's one where it's just like a bunch of black people and he and, and he's like saying jive turkey and stuff. And I think it's uh, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> is it Thunderball? Is it Connery? Oh, it's the one with Yafit Koto. Okay, James Bond, Yafit Koto. Okay, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. Let's see. Uh, James Bond, Yafit Koto, Live and Let Die. That's the one. And if you ever seen that one, it's uh, it's 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 it came out in 1973. It is. It's got some things in it that were okay again, okay for the time. But uh, yeah, now they're changing pejorative text inside of the books. Thunderball, Quantum of Solace, and Goldfinger. They uh, they've got things about ethnicities being removed. I mean, th- I mean, they don't add to the story, so it doesn't. No one should be getting mad about this. Uh, and and it's Ian Fleming, Fleming Publications. Uh, they're the ones who are doing this because they're the ones that print it, and and it's a, it's a great move for them to do. They say we at in filming publications review the text of the original Bond books and decided our best course of action was to follow. Let me read this in British. Was to follow uh, Ian's Ian's lead. We have made changes to live and let die that he him he himself authorized. So it's it's the guy who did it, like the guy who created this. His estate is the and and he and he authorized these even though he's long since been dead. Uh, this again, smart. I love it. Let's move on. Variety. Elise Schaefer, she's talking about Dan Harmon's Crapopolis, renewed for season three as series premiere moves to Fox's 2023-2024 lineup. Now, it, this this show uh, is uh, Dan Harmon's new animated show. It's going to be a part of uh, Animation Domination. I can, I, I think, I don't know, uh, but it is it is uh, is a show. I, I, from what I can gather from the picture, it's about. Uh, it takes place in uh, I don't know medieval times. A centaur, a, f- a guy with a fish head, a lady who looks like she might be a goddess of some sort, Greek goddess, and then uh, some type of other person and other people. Um, the now what's interesting about this is you 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 read that it was renewed for season three ahead of its series premiere. Uh, this is something that happens all the time when a company, when a when a network, when a, a platform. Whomever is putting out a show when they're when they're interested, uh, particularly for a cartoon, when they're interested in the show and they and they're really really backing it, they can renew it, you know, as much as they need to, because uh, animation takes time, and uh, quite often when you see an animated show that comes on television and then it comes back for one season and it comes back the next season, 
it, like that fall. So it ends in like May and it comes back that fall. It doesn't take three months to make, you know, let's say a full season is 22 out 21 episodes. Uh, it takes a year to make that many episodes and, and then some, and even still they have to keep that up, you know, for an entire season of the Simpsons, it's, I, I think they're behind, you know, it's like a year and a half in advance or, or a year in advance when they're, when they're doing these things. And even though, you know, if something that happens on the Simpsons and family guy and Bob's burgers can be, uh, uh, current and can have like a lot of current jokes. The writing part is easy. It's the animation part. That is the difficult thing. And so, you know, for, I know for the Simpsons, uh, in particular, there and I learned this. I learned this early on in my fandom. They are. Um, they often, you know, when when they when they when they animate uh, for words, they often animate, you know, for the sentences that the characters are saying. The, that that's that's written, you know, that's set in stone. But sometimes, if they if there are points where they can update a joke or throw in an ad lib or something uh, before before air, then they animate like a general. Uh, talking motion so sometimes the lips don't match up with the words and uh, and I and and I think it's very funny to to like watch the Simpsons and see that happen you know in real time and they, and they have a current joke you know it's uh, it's very fun so for Crapopolis and you know when I was at Warner uh, uh, they we when I started there the whole the hype for was for for a new show called Bat Wheels which is uh, an animated kids show starring uh the batmobile and the other bat vehicles fighting the villains vehicles and singing and stuff and that show was picked up for season two and even though that wasn't announced uh when they picked up season one in the middle of season one they were like all right we're making season two and then and then like a year later it was they like before the show even premiered uh you see on deadline and variety hey they're making season two of bat bat wheels before season one uh, comes out, uh, so this is this is Fox saying putting their full confidence behind this show. I think the same similar things have happened to uh, House Broken, uh, even though that has been off the air for quite some time. Uh, it'll be coming back next year, but it's 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 stupid how long it's been off the air. And Duncanville, I believe it happened with Duncanville, which has now been canceled. Um, that's a fantastic show, and sadly it was canceled. And then uh uh, uh what else? Bob's Burgers, it definitely happened with Bob's Burgers because that same thing. They ended in May and then they came back that September with uh, The Simpsons and Family Guy. It's been a part of the lineup ever since. Uh, and now the reason I mention this is because uh, the Fox Broadcasting, uh, the Michael Thorne, the president of scripted programming at Fox Entertainment, said that this could be, he thinks that, and this is like, this shows your confidence, that this could be the next Homer Simpson vehicle, the next... Uh, uh, Peter Griffin vehicle, the next Bob Belcher vehicle. Uh, he said that in a different article, which is not in here. And I, I distinctly remember him saying that. Don't call me a liar. Which I, th- I think they have to, <clears throat> they're, they're, Fox is in kind of a, they're in a, in a rebuilding moment when it comes to their lineup because they, they want to, they canceled a lot of, a lot of uh, shows. And now everything that they put on that, on that network on Fox broadcasting is is something that they produce you know brooklyn 99 was shoveled off because they didn't produce it they canceled it they didn't produce it then and then nbc came in and swooped up and picked it up and now all they have is you know reality shows game shows and uh animation domination (laughs) and uh animal control starring joel McHale. 
It, it was fine. I thought the fight was fine. So I'll keep watching it. I'll watch, I'll watch any, any, any half-hour comedy I will give with somebody I like. I will give uh, my time to. Let's see what Fox's uh, Crapopolis, Dan Harmon's Crapopolis can do. Is there going to be room for this show in animation domination? I I I, I don't know because I can only because they the only time that they have to air a half hour cartoon show is not going to be during the week. They've they've tried that before and and they failed at that. So that 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 leads me to believe that this is going to replace the Great North, which I don't think will be canceled. But I do think that they'll they'll have to do some uh, wily airing there. I mean, they do already do Wiley airing with uh, Family Guy and The Simpsons, which is like they I, a show and and Bob's Burgers. The show can like a show can go off for four weeks at a time, and they come back for one week, and then go off for another four weeks because of football or NASCAR, which is stupid to me. Let's move on. This comes from Indie Wire, written by Sarah uh, Shachat. Uh, why Michael B. Jordan wanted Creed 3 to fully integrate ASL into his story. If you've seen Creed 2, which I hope you have, it was a fantastic movie. Uh, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson's characters had a child, and the child was deaf. And and and, and But they were worried uh, about the child just being healthy at all. And... Uh, and and now this this movie Creed three takes place a couple years later, and it looks like they have a tween. <laughs> I don't know how old children are, <laughs> and and uh, and one important aspect of the movie it seems to be is that there is ASL. There's he says that we have English, we have Spanish, we have ASL, and then we have the fighting language we explore in the final fight. I uh, am all for this. This is a great way of showing uh, a, a, a differently abled person inside of a, in, in a movie that that can really put them not on a pedestal, but put them in front of uh, larger audiences. We what was that movie on Apple TV Plus that people freaked out over where there was no people of color in it, and uh, <laughs> and everybody was like, "This is the best movie in the world." They're deaf. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's a, Hey, look, I know it sounds ignorant, and that's why I said it. Because this is a joke, and this is a comedy show. I haven't said a joke in a while. But there, there, is, there is something to having a movie like that, Apple TV+. Plus. You know what? i got to find out the movie, because I truly don't know what it is. And now I feel bad for talking about it like that. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> let me find that movie. The movie with the people. But there is something. Oh, the problem with Jon Stewart is back. Oh. Did I ever tell you I uh, was probably this is probably an anecdote for um, that show I do. What's it called? Late Night Lately. But (laughs) what is that show I do for Late Night Lately? It's called Coda. That movie was called Coda with the uh, the people who were the family that was deaf. I don't know if that was their thing. Guys, I'm recording a podcast. If you saw, if you listen to LinkedIn logs, the other podcast I do about me trying to become a LinkedIn influencer, I uh, I was recording and they were working on the floor outside and and they were like grinding all up against this wall and it was so loud, and not grinding like dancing grinding, but grinding. I don't know, maybe they were dancing too. And now these people just ran by. Any hoosers? What was I talking about? Uh, probably John Stewart's back, but I uh, I I I was asked to write a packet for that show. I didn't get the job, obviously. 
Uh, maybe I'll tell that story on uh, Late Night Lately today when I record that. Okay, let's get back to this. So having, but having movies like Coda, having a movie like uh, Creed three, and even and even and even uh, this morning, I uh, for Peloton, I did a core class with uh, Logan Aldridge, who is missing a limb. He lost it later in his life uh, in a um, surfing or wakeboard accident. One of those. Um, but having these people in front of an audience. Uh, that's probably largely consistent of, and I mean, I mean, that, I know it's a generalization, but largely consistent of people who aren't aren't differently able or aren't used to seeing th- these th- these uh, versions of people uh, on on a on a on the big screen or even on a small screen or even at all uh, is it's is so hyper important. Uh, he's uh, Michael B. Jordan was eager to to not only represent the uh, the fa- father daughter relationship, but also show show some things that you know you just that aren't necessarily on screen, but uh, that exist. This is I mean I I love I love this idea. Continue pushing. This is this is what I've been saying ever since Francis McDormand stood up at the Oscars. I think in 2018 or 2019. And said uh, uh, th- these fateful words. She said, um, "Inclusion writer," and then all the white people stood up and they clapped. Their, they did. They did their clapping, but none of them are following through with this inclusion writer business. The only person doing so, or, or I mean, even if they are, they're not. I'm not. I'm not seeing it as much. The only pe- person that has proven to do so, two people, Ava DuVernay and Michael B. Jordan, and I. I would, you know, I would say Shonda Rhimes. I want to throw her in there as well. There's. I mean, I'm. I'm. I. I I've. <laughs> like Jim Gaffigan's new movie. I love Jim Gaffigan. Great guy. But his new movie, I don't think has any person of color in it. And uh, I mean, when I when I see when I see these uh, when I when I still see these movies coming out and, and TV shows. And and you know they go like oh it's you know it's it's very oh Uzo Aduba's in the movie great Hamish Patel's in the movie why were they not in the in the trailer anyway I just I saw saw a bad track on that but when I see some of these movies and TV shows come out uh, I just think that you know like like White Lotus like why are we giving that the time of day and I don't care I know it's about you know white people acting so mean and murdery in different countries but why like why like why are we supporting that when there are other great shows that we could watch i mean even look at the last of us pedro pascal is the star of that show and he's uh, uh i don't know <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to cheese chilean he's chilean and uh and and he's a star of that show and 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 there's great representation in that show uh, even though craig mazin is a i don't think a, a nice person <laughs> There's just things I don't know. I don't really care. You know, Bella Ramsey is uh, um, non-binary. Oof. I couldn't think of the the word. I was like, uh, what? Or is it? It's a dash in the middle of non and binary. Yeah, word. I couldn't think of the word. Anyway, I, should, I think it's just, just it's just important that we have these. I mean, they. We, I don't. I'm not talking about like make an article about it. Because I think I th- I think you know just putting an article out about things uh, is still kind of regressive, but just doing it, just do it, and then when people find out, they go, "Oh, non-binary." Well, I didn't know that. Instead of just making a whole big hubbub about it, so do it, but then don't talk about it. Be humble. 
This next one comes from The Verge, written by Mia Sato. CNET is doing big layoffs just weeks after AI-generated stories came to light. Now, this is a this is a story I was going to do uh, when it happened. Uh, I mean, I mean the the that second part where where they were doing AI-generated stories, but I didn't want to because it was not interesting to me. But now. This is interesting. I saw this. I saw these uh, headlines yesterday, and it really stood out. And I, th- I'm, I think that I, I have. Uh, I don't think that these two things correlate with one another. I don't think that CNET doing layoffs and the AI generated stories have anything to do with it, uh, anything with each other. So here's what happened with the AI stuff. There was an uh, an AI powered SEO uh, story generator type deal that uh, CNET's parent company that they were just sold to, Red Ventures, uh, was, uh, uh, you know, doing, was using. <laughs> they were, and, and I mean, essentially what was happening was they were, you know, the this, this chat GPT thing or, or this AI-generated thing was writing stories uh, based on the information that it was getting from, you know, the sources of the internet, e-net, uh, internet rather, e-net, and the uh, and the and the CNET staff, and then they would label it, you know, under a writer's name, and then eventually, when they were found out, I don't know how long they were doing it, but when they were found out, they would relabel uh, the CNET or Red Ventures rather would had to relabel those AI generated stories as CNET staff. And now it's it's coming to light or coming out that there's going to be 10% uh, around a dozen people are going to be laid off from CNET. Now, I, I, so to me, from the outside, it doesn't seem as though that the uh, the AI content strategy really has has something to do with these layoffs. I mean, because if they were going to if they, I mean, if they were going to lay people off, they would continue the content strategy. Like they would have done they'd have been like, "Yeah, we're doing AI stuff. By the way, 12 people are getting uh in the can." If that's a thing <laughs> that people say. In the can. <laughs> getting in the can. Uh and, and so I mean, okay. So from from reading this story, it seems as though the editor in chief Connie Gilliamo uh, is also is stepping down from uh, from her point and uh, and become the senior vice president of AI content strategy and editor at large. Okay, so she's stepping down from her role. And then she's going to become the senior vice president of AI content strategy. She's going to be replaced by Adam. Ariema, former editor-in-chief of another Red Ventures-owned outlet, Next Advisor. Next Advisor appears to have shut down and hasn't tweeted since January, and his website now redirects to CNET and will no longer appear on Red Ventures' list of brands. The layoffs began Thursday morning and were announced internally by email, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and, C- and so CNET was purchased from CBS by Red Ventures in 2020. Okay. To prepare ourselves for a strong future, we will need to focus on how we simply uh, simplify our operations in our tech stack. I mean, I think these were going to happen regardless. We're, we're in a period of layoffs, whether it be the entertainment industry, tech industry, or the business industry, uh, and 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 people are getting laid off, and and this is, I mean, this is added to it. This isn't going to, this isn't going to um, stop the AI stuff. It's just going to, they're just going to continue it in a smarter direction. 
Under Red Ventures, former CNET employees say the uh, venerated publication's focus increasingly became winning Google searches by prioritizing SEO. So that means that SEO is essentially just saying like a fancy term for tags whenever a story is written. So uh, let's say, you know, there's a story about Hydro Flask water bottles. And, and uh, well, I want to prove I have a Hydro Flask. <laughs> so, they, so, they, so they're like, uh, you know, it's, it's blue and it, and it holds all the water in the world and it tapers at the, the bottom so it could fit into any cup holder and, and it comes with a, a top and you can change out the top. And so they'll have, the SEO will work with all of that stuff to include blue and uh, uh, fits cup holders and stuff like that. I'm stupid. I don't know how SEO completely works. Every time I apply for a job, that's what they want. Are you a writer? Yeah, I'm a writer. Are you good with SEO? Oof. <laughs> They're going to focus on consumer technology. Okay, so, I mean, whatever. The, the AI gener- generated stories, the, the tool the tool was put to rest in January, but it's going to come back again, and there's there's more gonna that's going to come from this. So, I mean, don't again, I, I still don't think this is a one-to-one correlation, but... You know, it, it kind of seems like it had something to do with it, but I don't know if, if many people were in charge of it. Anyway, let's move on. AI is a part of the world now, and that's what we're going to have to deal with. This is the last story, and it comes from Tom Warren over at The Verge again. Sony might be forced to reveal how much it pays to keep games off of Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Now, uh, Sony has been running an exclusivity deal thing, which essentially blocks games from appearing on other consoles read microsoft's xbox series and uh and and it's been happening for quite some time and then when microsoft introduced game pass they started having exclusive well not exclusives but ways to play games for free, like essentially for free you know 15 dollars, 25 dollars per month and you get to play all these games on game pass as long as you have a subscription and uh even though these games would be sold on Sony's platforms for $60, $70. Now we're at a point where Microsoft is trying to buy or uh, Activision Blizzard. They're trying to have an acquisition. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission is trying to sue to say that it's going to be a monopoly. It will be a monopoly, but Sony's, you know, it's, I mean, all this really doesn't matter in the end. Uh, there's it's just a bunch of crap. Um, but <laughs> Sony is now, because Sony's afraid that, you know, games like call of duty which they've had exclusivity rights for dlc that's going to be a whole deal like they're going to like maybe microsoft might withhold that stuff on their end or maybe people will stop going to sony's playstation consoles to play call of duty first as opposed to playing on xbox whatever Okay, so Kotaku spotted that the FTC's chief administrative judge, D. Michael Chappell, has now sided with Microsoft's request for details of Sony's PlayStation exclusivity deals. Now, these deals were uh, were brought to light in a, a couple of years ago in 2019, uh, which the, which basically, you know, the deals are uh, Sony pays fees to to these game makers, uh, or game makers come to Sony because they have the biggest install base. And, and and such and say like, hey, you know, let's work on a deal so that, you know, that people won't go to Xbox to, to play these games. More or less. Here are Microsoft's latest claims summarizing the words of Judge Chapel. Microsoft argues that the compliant complaint in this case 
uh, makes a number of allegations regarding high-performance video game console developers' exclusivity arrangements with video game publishers. Microsoft states that it is aware that uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment requires many third-party publishers to agree to exclusivity provisions, including preventing the publishers from putting their games on Xbox's multi-game subscription service. And that understanding the full extent of Sony Entertainment SIE's exclusivity uh, arrangements and their effect on industry competitiveness will assist in its defense. Microsoft's been trying to do this, uh, get these details uh, for years, way back in 2012, but again, it was brought to light in 2019. The request was brought to light in 2019. Uh, it's it's this, it's the same thing, as, as pointed out uh, by Warren in this, as Epic Games versus Apple, where uh, Epic... Well, uh, Epic was asked by by Apple, which they do this to everybody and Google as well, to uh, for a portion of the proceeds that of 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 um, DLC and game and game stuff that is bought on Apple products or on uh, Android products, uh, and they get like seven percent or thirty percent or something like that. And that's why you know you can only play Fortnite on Android when you sideload the app instead of downloading it directly from there. Because they do that to everybody. And and then it was disclosed that Apple was making a crap ton of money by doing this to other people. So that so now it is important that we tr- we try to understand, you know, it's I mean, a similar thing is how much uh Google or how much Apple pays Google to you for uh or excuse me, how much Google pays Apple so that Google is the main search engine on Safari, on iPhones, on things like that. I mean, in the end, we're we're seeing that as much as a company says that they care about you, they truly don't. It's all about money. It's it's money. It's money to them. They 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 don't they they all they care. They don't care that you play the game. All they care is that when you when you choose to play the game, that the game is on their console. And Microsoft went the drastic way of saying, "Play it on Xbox." We will give you Game Pass, or you buy Game Pass. You can play on Xbox for what you will see as free. Is that how we treat streaming platforms? Like if I if I load up Spotify and I go, I'm I was never going to buy that live album from the weekend, but it is for free because I paid ten dollars this month to listen to it, which is not true. I paid ten dollars in December for three months, for three free months. I mean, is that is that how we see things? Is Apple Arcade, you know, I pay five dollars for that. I don't pay for that. <laughs> but is that is that is that free to me? Because I paid five bucks and hey, I can play the Samurai Jack game. I can play this animation domination racing game, which does exist. I can play uh what else? What else is on this? Uh I still have I don't pay for it, but I got it for free for six months and I had games downloaded. NBA two K twenty three, I could play Rayman Mini. There's exclusive games on there. Jetpack Joyride 2. The Animation Domination Racing Game. They, they don't care about you. They don't care. They're going to make it seem like they care. They're going to they're going to uh they're going to say, you know, Sony's going to say this Game Pass is anti-competitive. The the Activision Blizzard is anti-competitive. And Microsoft can come back and say, "Hey, we're going to put Call of Duty on every console, on Nintendo, on Steam, on whatever." In the end, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they just want the money. I don't care about you. Hey, speaking of money, 
Spend $0 by going to cpluscomedy.com to see me talk to your favorite comedians. I have one coming up next week. It's audio only and it's pissing me off. I had to reiterate to the people. I was like, no, it has to be video. And they said, yeah, but audio works, right? And I was like, I was like guys, please. <sighs> so it's frustrating to hear and frustrating to see and frustrating to do. If you want to see a video version of this podcast, youtube.com slash C plus comedy. It's up now, more or less, <laughs> more than likely. We also have other podcasts. LinkedIn Logs, which is the show where I try to become a LinkedIn influencer. This week's episode is, uh, we took last week off because I took last week off of Late Night Lately. Uh, this week's episode is uh, cover letters. So I generate a cover letter using ChatGPT. It's a fun episode. Late Night Lately is the other podcast. And that is talking about the best of late night which I'm going to be recording. Well, actually, I have to watch some things. I have to watch a couple of things so I can have an episode. I've got a skeleton down. Late Night Lately, the best of late night for the week. I guess I have to watch uh, The Problem with Jon Stewart, season premiere. You want to see a video version of the show, youtube.com slash comedy. Social media. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at C plus comedy, me on those, at Chad Black White. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your shows. Tell your friends about it because there are things that you're going to want to hear, baby. Okay, let's go away. Goodbye.